Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Welcome to the United States. Oh, you're here illegally. Well, let us give you a phone. This is happening. This is where we're at. This is what's going on in the United States as we speak. And there, no one's trying to hide it. They're, they're proud of it. Thank you, Jen. First on immigration, our team in Texas is uh, saying that you guys are starting to give smartphones to border crossers, hoping that they'll use the phones to check in or uh, to be tracked. Uh, which part of that is supposed to deter people from crossing illegally into the states? Well, I, I think you of all people, since you've asked me a range of questions on this topic over time, would recognize that we need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track in, and we can check in with them. We're going to check in with people who are here illegally. Why Why would we allow them to be into the country to begin with? And what makes you think that they're going to just be, you know, cool with checking in? What makes you think they're going to use their cell phone in that way? And also super creepy that you're going to use the phone to track them as opposed to what's happening to Americans right now. Because that certainly is not happening to Americans right now. Oh, no, 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 that's not happening. Don't be silly, cats. They're listening right now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How the hell are you? 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. My gosh. They're, they're overjoyed about this. They're also overjoyed about putting an end to Title 42 and saying, let's get even more people coming into the country. Science doesn't matter. You've got people worried about really and truly worried about COVID. But now you're going to get rid of Title 42, which allows the U.S. to expel people from the nation. Moves forward that 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 status to be able to get people out because communicable diseases could be seriously problematic. You have a whole host of people who don't believe in science. Did you hear the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, talk about why kids still need masks? Another question of this ilk from Jessica. There are zero pediatric COVID cases in our hospitals right now. Why are we the only city in the world to be masking toddlers? Well, I think you kind of answered that, but if you have another way that, if you have another explanation or another um, point that you want to make, please do. Because we are the only, there's the only city on the globe like New York City. There is no other city like New York City. If we gauge our reactions, behaviors, based on other cities, we will make a big mistake. People duplicate New York City because of the density, the population, the diversity. Yeah, you're not making any sense. Kids don't need masks. Masks don't stop COVID, and kids are, are they're not the ones getting sick from COVID. You have masks on kids because you either hate them or you're so afraid you need other people to be just as afraid as you are. Or you're just virtue signaling garbage. And there's a lot of that. There's a tremendous amount of that. Representative Chip Roy there was in a uh, House panel from Texas, and man, just went to town on fellow members of Congress who are focused on all the wrong things when it comes uh, to the border. 
And this conversation of masks came up. As if it's not causing rampant flow across our border. Little girls put in stash houses, getting raped, cartels making $100 million. And then the chairman scoffs. The chairman scoffs when I say little girl getting raped in a stash house. Has the chairman been to the border of Texas? Has the chairman been in the last year to the border of Texas and met with border patrol agents, gone down and talked to the people that are sitting there looking at what's actually happening in stash houses? the gentleman yield? I'll yield briefly. Yes. And what did you find? No stash houses? The chairman scoffed. Is the chairman saying there are no stash houses with no little girls getting raped in Texas? The gentleman will yield? I will. I am not saying there are no stash houses. I'm not saying little girls are not being raped in Texas and in every other state in the union for that matter. Well, then reclaiming my time, when the chairman scoffs, when we talk about the, the damage being done to this country, with cartels having complete operational control of our border, charging three to $5,000 a day to come across the border, and little girls getting put into the sex trafficking trade, I think that tells us a lot about where the priorities are of this committee. And I'm getting a little sick and tired of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle scoffing at Texans having to take the brunt of this. Ranchers losing their longtime family-held ranches. Fences getting cut, livestock getting out, people getting abused. And my other side of the aisle just doesn't give a whit about it as evidenced by the scoff of the Judiciary Committee chairman. It's absolutely mind-boggling. This is what the American people are absolutely sick and tired of. And we're sitting here debating an amendment because we want to say that the power of the federal government shouldn't be used to go after American citizens because they take a different view or they want to share information about their concern about a administration of a vaccine in their arm by a pharmaceutical company that is liability protected by government from any action by citizens to say, wait a minute, what might happen to me if I stick that in my arm? And are we going to have hearings anywhere in this body? It's a really, really good piece. Chip Roy, a congressman from Texas, I think delivering well the argument that we have an absolute unwillingness to deal with what's going on at the border. We have an absolute unwillingness to recognize the horrors taking place at the border. And that we make we play make-believe on COVID and we utilize it for political purposes. Some really ugly stuff. But not not that he's that that he's discussing it, the fact that it's happening to begin with. That's the real ugly stuff. We downplay what's happening at the border and try to still engage fear of what's happening with COVID. That's a messed up society. And then you have Anthony Fauci going on with Chris Wallace with his new show over at CNN. Oh, all those all those uh, COVID deaths? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all because of all because of Trump question if the government had been smarter right from the start in march of 2020 in dealing with this less and and i would say over the course of the two years both under president trump and to some degree under president biden less politics more public health could we have had a lot fewer deaths i believe so i believe so i mean i can't quantitate it for you about how many less deaths you can't even model that i don't think 
But there were certain things that were done that if they were done differently, we, we likely would have had. For example, when we were trying to lock down, if you use that word, that's a, a very charged word for some people. Uh, remember, when we were trying to get the 15-day and then the 30-day extension during the Trump administration, and yet he was coming out right after we came out and I said with Dr. Burks, let's do the 15-30 day, he would get up and say, you know, liberate Virginia, liberate Michigan, which was just completely contrary and antithetical with what we were trying to do. But if we had really locked down, we probably wouldn't have lost a lot of people early on. But we would still, and, and in fairness to all the parties involved, be it the Trump administration and the Biden administration, when you get a virus as nasty as this, you're going to lose a lot of people no matter how good you think we might have avoided but it's still trump's fault for wanting to not have lockdowns which we've proven doesn't work but there's dr fauci making the argument that a lockdown would actually be successful as a matter of fact what happens if we have another round what happens if we have another uh, uh, a variance coming through Can you imagine that there are still people out there who want to engage in lockdowns again? They learn nothing. We are set up to take in 5,000 people across the border every day. We're taking in 8,000. We are stretched too thin. Without Title 42, that number is expected to jump to $18,000 people. At a peak, we're not prepared to handle it, yet they don't do anything to change it. We've seen the failures of lockdowns, the danger it has done, uh, the damage it's done to kids, the damage it's done to adults, the damage it's done to the economy, the damage it's done to the American psyche. And here is Anthony Fauci again saying, well, if we had done it right, we didn't do it right. It didn't work at all. It was an unbelievable disaster. And he still thinks he should be in charge. Somebody else still values this. An obscenity. An absolute obscenity. Because we're not taking a breath and a beat and saying there's a way to think, which is the facts tell us something. And the facts tell us that you can't have a border that is overrun and still think you have a country. And the facts tell us that lockdowns don't work and the people still want them just like they want kids in masks are engaged in a conversation based on fear and not reality. But there's a lot of this. And the biggest non-reality conversation are the people downplaying Disney. If this is the way you want to go, that's all right. But man, are you going to lose huge in November. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. So they're going to vote on the confirmation of Katanji Brown-Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court. Right now, it's a conversation of limiting the debate on Katanji Brown-Jackson. I'll bring you some more of that as it happens. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How you doing? What's going on? 
What is going on with you? 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Of course, the news that Speaker Pelosi has COVID. You've got uh, uh, the Secretary of Commerce, uh, Gina Raimondo, has COVID. The Attorney General, Merrick Garland, has COVID. Uh, A lot of people getting COVID. Thank goodness they were all vaccinated. I think in the case of of Pelosi, uh, she's asymptomatic. But thank goodness, the, the, her people were like, thank goodness she's got a, um, you know, she's, she, she's been vaccinated, she's boot and boosted, that's what's helped her. She's asymptomatic, it didn't do anything, oh, I'll get to more of it uh, later. I was discussing the Disney conversation, because the Disney conversation was actually broken up into two component pieces. The conversation about how people engage with this politically And then the conversation about how people engage with Disney financially. So you take a look at their wokeness. You you take a look at uh, their move to, well, we're no longer going to say boys and girls. We're going to say dreamers of all ages because it's more inclusive. You take a look at their reporters. You take a look at their... um, not their reporters, their executives and and their their producers, who who discuss they have a not so secret gay agenda. I don't. That's weird. Anytime you use the word agenda, like you're, you're being purposely duplicitous. You you want to lie to people. I mean that that that's who you are. That's what you're doing. It's weird stuff if you ask me. And they're gonna put in this character and that character and put all these things in there. Does it help the story? We don't care about the story. Just put it in. Weird stuff. But then there's this take. This take from the Brian Stelter set. And if they want to take this tact, they are more than welcome to. This is going to destroy their people in November. In the United States, we're seeing a theme of the midterm elections emerging. It's the way you can see a wave start to form far from shore before it breaks on the beach. The theme, the talking point on the right, is about protecting kids from the dangers of... The Walt Disney Company. Really. But Disney is just a a stand-in. It's just a symbol for something bigger. A conservative backlash to growing acceptance of gay and transgender people. The level of lie in that is so great. And it shows how disconnected Brian Stelter is from the conversation that I could not encourage him more from continuing to go down this line and many, many others. Because it's going to get them freaking destroyed in November. You really think this is about the acceptance of gay people? I have said on this show, I don't like the fact that gay people are brought into a conversation about transgender people. The days of the fight to Stonewall. That's not this. They wanted to be able to not get attacked in the streets and they wanted to be able to live their lives. Today's transgenderism craze is about you accepting, you getting on your knees and thanking God that they're doing this and allowing you the opportunity to accept it. It's a very, very, very different fight. A very different conversation. A very, very different argument. Again, you want to go down this line? You go ahead. 
a conservative fear that traditional beliefs are being trampled on. And there are entire networks that program to this fear and many politicians that react to it. That's the story here. As this CNN.com reporting says, three months into the new year, lawmakers in dozens of states have introduced a slew of bills that could limit the rights of LGBTQ Americans. Wrong. But there is legislation that exists that's going to protect children from abusers. Florida, a lawmaker who wants uh, to ban giving drugs to or performing surgery on minors for gender assignment. Absolutely. Why are there so many people who want to sexualize children by teaching them about this in second grade? And why are there so many people out there who think that kids should be able to determine their own gender and want to sexualize them? Brian Stelter thinks that this is a limiting of rights of LGBTQ Americans? Are you crazy? This is specifically about the protection of children, and Brian Stelter is in general a lying fraud. I feel I need a better term. I'm going to stop saying lying. I'm just going to say fraud. Because just to throw out liar everywhere kind of cheapens the word, and I I don't want that for me. But this is a fraudulent take he's got. Purposefully, I may add. Some of those bills are framed as parental rights bills. Opponents say they're really actually anti-gay bills, and it's easy to picture this battle continuing right through the midterm elections. So, so we shouldn't have parental rights legislation? We shouldn't have parents that are, are notified? about uh, what schools are trying to do to their kids. We should have schools hiding how they're trying to transition kids from parents, lying to parents. Sorry, we can't share that assignment with you. Sorry, we can't tell you about this. Sorry, you're not welcome to this thing. Sorry, your child needs to be protected from you, the parent. That's, seriously, Brian, go with this. Go with this. Push this all year. Republicans will win every election everywhere. Go on. No, no, make this your story. If you want us to talk about the theme of the midterms, that's easy. People can't afford gas or milk or steak. Another theme for the midterm, there are people on CNN who thinks that parents should not have any rights when it comes to their kids, and they don't give a damn if their kid is sexualized in second grade. Theme one, theme two, there you go. You do you, do you, Brian Stelter. You do you, and we will enjoy the massive cushion of victory. Meanwhile, it's not going to stop Katanji Brown-Jackson from getting uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court. And that's a shame. I'll bring that to you coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. I've ever considered my 48 years here. Graduate Harvard and Harvard. I wish you could have just heard Patrick Leahy from Vermont with the most just random garbage coming out of his mouth. 
We're going to do something historic today, and we're going to confirm Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. I'm not voting for her because she's black or because she's a woman, but this is historic, and we're going to put a historic choice on the court and who's going to widen the lens of America. You just said that's not why you're voting for her, and then you're celebrating the idea that that's why you're voting for her. It's the weirdest. We get it. You are all about the affectation, and you're not about the mind. If you had been about the mind, you would have talked about her mind from the beginning. That's not what happened, and that's not how Joe Biden set it up. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. They're going to start debating this now, and certainly I'm going to share parts of the debate. All I'm telling you is, all I'm telling you is, is that this is going forward. This will get done. She will be confirmed. And that is that. But it won't go without some some recognition of the fact that there are those who simply refuse. They flat out refuse to allow you to have a debate based on the mind. If you are to discuss her record, if you are to discuss her point of view, her votes, or her her rulings, to a negative, to why you have issue, that will only be seen, of course, as racism and bigotry. Because that's easier than discussing the issue at hand. Why discuss her record when you can just scream bigot and move on with your day? Is there any need for you to have to be able to defend your position, your philosophy, your theory? There should be. You don't like her voting record. Well, let's discuss why you don't like her voting record. Oh, you don't vote like her voting record. That's because you are a bigot. Isn't that exactly, isn't that exactly the Whoopi Goldberg theory? Just say, I don't trust a black woman to do the job because I know that y'all didn't have these same issues with Amy Coney Barrett. You didn't ask those questions. You didn't have those problems. Nope, can't have an issue with anything she's done on the bench. If you do, it doesn't matter. Why should we have to discuss it? Why should we have to rationally engage it? We can just call you a racist and put an end to the thing. This is part of our problem. And the problem exists everywhere, may I add. The problem exists in all of the places. We see this time and time and time again. One of the places that we're seeing it is over there with Joy Reid at MSNBC. I'm going to share with you now some of her comments and some of her commentaries. And I'm telling you that if I did any of this, any of this, I'd be fired. What I'm about to share with you from Joy Reid at MSNBC would have me fired 
immediately, if not sooner. Joy Reid has decided that her career at MSNBC, which, according to rumor, is coming to an end. I have no idea if that's true. Absolutely, positively, no clue. I I don't know if if, if she's going to get fired. I don't know if she's going to get replaced. I, I don't know. How in the world would I know? What I know is that she has decided that the only conversation to be had is one that is racial 24-7, 365. Everything is racism. Everything is bigotry. Everyone who disagrees with her is a bigot. The guest that she she has codifies this theory and philosophy. And this brings us to something she said just the other day. As you did. And you know, let me just start with just what we what we know from having watched this today very quickly. So we know that these senators don't know the difference between what judges do and what they are supposed to do. Right. They kept questioning Judge Katanji Brown Jackson about, you know, her ideas on the way legislation should be formed in terms of sentencing guidelines. That's their job. I haven't seen Tom Cotton's legislation or any of their legislation to try to change said sentencing guidelines, as you just showed. We know that they don't care about protecting women and girls. We know that they don't care about protecting them from things like rape or child pornography because they fully support one justice who caused the phrase long dong silver to be entered into the congressional record, Clarence Thomas. And they fully support Justice Kavanaugh who was credibly accused of sexual violence against a teenager let me say for the record that was what was done to Clarence Thomas in his confirmation hearing was despicable and that Joy Reid has a problem with it reminds you that she has a litmus test to what it is to be black and she has a litmus test to what it is to be a woman and that is you have to be a leftist because if you're not a leftist you're not really a woman and you're not really black that's Joy Reid telling you that not me but the idea that they don't care about children being raped or they don't care about child pornography well none of that is none of that is true none of that is true that's that's a criminally insane violent awful thing to say You have to hate everyone you see. You have to think of the other side, not as someone you disagree with, but as an evil that must be destroyed. You must think of them as not even human to go down this road. Joy Reid is going down this road. By the way, uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh was never credibly uh, uh, accused or credibly uh, um, in in any way regarding rape, regarding sexual assault. Christine Blasey Ford doesn't remember the party, or she remembers a party, but nobody else was there. She doesn't remember the date. She doesn't remember the time. So to make the 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 argument that uh, he was uh, credibly, that's the word they use, credibly accused of sexual violence. No, 
No. Joy Reid was credibly accused of mocking gay people in her blog years ago, and then she claimed, oh, I was hacked. Joy Reid is playing a, 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 a frightening game. I was going to say she's playing a part, but I don't know about that anymore, right? That, that'd be giving maybe too much credit to the thing. Forget anything I've done. Look at all the things these people are doing, even if I have to make it up, and all of it is with a racial undertone. So now Joy Reid comes out to say that, you know what? We have to be going about this differently, Democrats. Democrats are making a mistake. And she tweets out, bottom line, DeSantis is building his 2024 campaign on a Trump on steroids menu of pro-COVID, anti-LGBT, anti-black, anti-teacher, control the women, undiluted fascism. The far right loves it and Florida Republicans are too scared of him to get in the way. Anti-LGBT, anti-black, anti-teacher, control the women, undiluted fascism, pro-COVID. I don't even know where to begin. You can't have a disagreement. If you think children should be protected from themselves and not be allowed to determine their own gender, you're anti-LGBT. It's not true. It's not true. And as I was discussing earlier, it's a really despicable thing to do to gay people. Because there could be gay people who are like, that's not something I'm in favor of. What, what are we shocked by? Do we think gay people, because they're gay, somehow all agree unanimously that children should be able to determine their gender and engage in, in, in medical procedures to change who they are and mutilate themselves? I don't believe this. I don't think the polling would show this. I don't think your gay friends are all in agreement. What kind of horror is this? And why does Joy Reid think she can just group these people together like that? Anti-black? I like Clarence Thomas. You're the one saying that he's guilty of this, that, and the other because you, Joy Reid, are saying he's not actually black because he's a conservative. But she continues. Continues. The greatest and sickest irony of the GOP's new political strategy is that they are appealing to the most apparent fears of white Christian parents while passing bills and maintaining alliances that normalize child brides and rape as a legitimate means of procreation. So you know, Joy Reid is referring to the Republican Party as the pro-rape, pro-child marriage party. And let me just tell you um, that the the pro-rape, pro-child marriage party is the party of the Ayatollah Khomeini. And it's not Republicans who want to create a deal with him. If I were to call the Democrats the party of this, I'd be out of a job. And you'll notice, even when I talk about the whole conversation of children and the safety of children... I talk about party leadership. I don't talk about people on the street because it's very, very obvious that people on the street see things a little bit differently than their political party. If Democrats were anything like Republicans, says Joy Reid, they'd long ago have begun calling them the pro-rape, pro-child marriage party and accusing them of forcing women to be the child-birthing slaves of the state while banning the teaching of what slavery is to keep the chattel docile. Guys, 
How does she still have a job? Explain to me how the network can stay so silent while she's engaged in this kind of rhetoric. But her rhetoric is problematic not only because it's gross, not only because it's a lie, not only because it's dehumanizing, it's to continue the idea that one cannot have a disagreement. If I believe somebody who wants to, you know, live their lives as a woman, is allowed to live their life as a woman, but a child can't make that decision, that's nuance. Adults can do what they choose, even if I don't understand it, even if I disagree with it, and even if I think it is actually gender dysphoria and they need help. A lot of people I may think need help. But children are different. Children need to be protected from themselves, and so therefore they don't have the right. And, well, this should bring us to Governor Eric Holcomb and the IHSAA in Indiana. Whoo! That's the governing body of high school sports. Oh, they are missing the mark in a huge way. And I find their their reasoning and their rationale uh, to be not suspect, just flat out wrong and, and, and worthy of unlimited conversation and changes, including who exactly has the power and an override of Governor Holcomb's veto that would start the road of protecting kids. She doesn't want any conversation at all. There can be no nuance. There can be no uh, worthy back and forth. You oppose Katanji Brown-Jackson. Well, then you are just a bigot. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. All you are is a bigot. That's it. You can't oppose the fact that she won't define what a woman is. You can't oppose that she doesn't hold a position on natural rights. You can't oppose these things. Nope, just bigotry. Because it's so much easier to call you a racist than to engage. Now, I should argue, and I can, that the political right does this as well. But This is a new thing for the political right. And so much of this is tied to this whole groomer conversation that we've been having the reason the political right uses the term groomer is that they're not going to be told by the political left what they can say the political left says anything they want the political right says something the political left says how dare you the political right says we're sorry well now the right's like no 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 no. we don't care we're going doubling we're tripling down we're just gonna do it there's an argument about whether or not it's helpful in this conversation i can appreciate that What you're hearing is, we're not going to let the Joy Reads of the world tell us what we can say while they're calling us pro-rape. If you want things to change, you actually have to change them. But if one side of the aisle refuses to change them and demand the other side of the aisle wrap themselves into a pretzel while figuring out what to say, the other side of the aisle is going to say no, and that's what you're seeing. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong for saying no. Because nobody should think that Joy Reid has any right to tell anybody how to act. I'm Tony Katz. May 6th, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. 
Yeah, I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be good. The trailers are already out. There's Wanda Maximoff looking all Maximoffy. It's going to be good. It's going to be it I only hope it's going to be good, I should say. It it better be good. Is Sam Raimi the director here? Yes. Yeah, so Sam Raimi has come out to say he directed the original Spider-Man before the MCU. It's to say, you know, I would love to do a fourth um fourth Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. I would love to with Tobey Maguire and Dunst cuz supposedly they were there was a thought about making that happen and they never got to it. And now because of uh Spider-Man No Way Home, there's a thought of well, at least people are talking about, man, it'd be cool to see. It's like they'd like to see the third Andrew Garfield film. People love Andrew Garfield, man. They love that dude. Love him. So, I don't know if we'll see it or not. I have absolutely no clue. What I do know is uh, this, the Multiverse of Madness, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching that. I'm going to do it. I know, and it's Disney, so now I don't know what to do. You see the problem. I'm Tony Katz.